Welcome to the Paralegal Voice, where you hear the latest issues and trends in the world of paralegals and legal assistance by one of the best-known paralegals in the industry, Vicki Voison. A paralegal for more than 20 years, Vicki is dedicated to helping legal professionals reach their goals. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice here on Legal Talk Network. I'm Vicki Voison, the Paralegal Mentor and host of the Paralegal Voice. I'm a NALA Advanced Certified Paralegal, and I publish a weekly e-newsletter titled Paralegal Strategies. I'm also the co-author of The Professional Paralegal, A Guide to Finding a Job and Career Success. You'll find more information at paralegalmentor.com. Before we begin today's episode of the Paralegal Voice, our sponsors should be recognized and thanked. That would be NALA, a professional association for paralegals, providing continuing education and professional certification programs for paralegals at NALA.org. NALA is a force in the promotion and the advancement of the paralegal profession. Our second sponsor is ServeNow, a national network of trusted, pre-screened process servers. Work with the most professional process servers who have experience with the high-volume serves, embrace technology, and understand the litigation process. Visit ServeNow.com to learn more. The goal of the Paralegal Voice is to discuss a wide range of topics important to the paralegal industry and share with you leading trends, significant developments, and resources you'll find helpful in your career and your everyday job. Today's topic focuses on the soft skills paralegals should possess. To tell us more about soft skills and their importance to paralegals, I've invited Ann L. Atkinson, ACP, and Elizabeth H. Beth Nellis, ACP, to join me today. Welcome, Ann and Beth. We're glad to be here. Oh, just thrilled. Thanks so much. Well, Ann, I'd like for you and Beth to tell our listeners a bit about your background. So, Ann, let's start with you. Okay. I have been a paralegal for more years than I care to mention, but I started as a secretary and I worked my way into the paralegal job and I've been doing this at the same law firm and working for the same people the whole time. I have my Bachelor of Science degree in education, in business education, and I um, have been with NALA and working with NALA for many, many years and I'm currently the NALA president. And I've also co-authored a book like Vicki has, it's the use of the paralegal in the public finance industry because that's the area that I work in. Thank you, Vicki. This is Beth, and it's always such a pleasure to be joining you and especially Ann. I never get to visit with her often enough. Like Ann, I started as a legal secretary and became a paralegal, and I just adored the profession. I've just been obsessed with it for as much like Ann, too, for more years than I care to acknowledge But I am currently an advanced certified paralegal with NALA. I um, have concentrated primarily in the private practice area, civil litigation, but most recently I've been able to return to my roots and my passion, and of course that's pro bono work. Right now I'm serving on the Professional Development Committee for NALA. It's just a wonderful program involving LEAP and the Career Chronicle, of course, and also the Tulsa University Paralegal Program Advisory Board. I think we all have the same backgrounds, and we're all yes, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> and we're all not telling how long we've been doing this. 
I always say more than 20 years. Well, I can say more than 30. Well, I, I could say that, but Me I'm too. saying more than 20. Okay. Well, I am familiar with hard skills. Uh, those are those specific teachable abilities that are based in fact. And I know that some examples of hard skills would be speaking a foreign language, earning a degree or a certificate, being able to type proficiently. So I've got, I've got some hard skills. But today we're going to focus on soft skills. So, Beth, what I'd like for you to do is to define soft skills for our listeners. Well, thanks, Vicki. I kind of divide it into two areas, what I call the old school and then I call the Internet soft skills. And in the old school form, those are the ones based on negotiation skills or gentle persuasion. It's synonymous with comfortable and moderate. I always like to say, you know, we've heard that old expression, I'm a people person or I'm good with people. That's what you have in mind in old school thinking. But when you switch to the Internet, which is the most current, that is actually defined as a sociological term that refers to a person's EQ or emotional quotient. And those are behavioral skills. So, Anne, why is it important for paralegals to have soft skills? Well, I think most of that depends upon how you adapt to the job. You start a new job and you need to know the Well, also the old school skills, because you sometimes hear people are book smart, but then when they go to start working, they don't know how to work with people. And we see that even sometimes with attorneys. But if you can get the book smart down, which would be your hard skills, and then work on your soft skills, you're going to have the perfect package to be a paralegal. Some of the skills that you will need for being a paralegal would be excellent spoken skills and written skills patience and tact and to work with all kinds of clients. That's very important. The ability to absorb large amounts of complex information. And I don't think this can be taught anywhere. I think it's something that you're going to learn on the job, but that is definitely a soft skill. A high level of accuracy and attention to detail. This is a soft skill. The ability to work under pressure and to meet deadlines. To be a good organizer and be a good time manager, as Vicki preaches computer and administrative skills, and respect for confidential information. These would be the soft skills that paralegals need to work in the world. Well, I'm also interested in recognized and personal soft skills, Beth. How are they different? And can you give some more examples of recognized soft skills? Uh, Sure, Vicki. I have perused the Internet and written materials to see these terms defined and expanded and and explained a little bit. And when I look for the recognized skills, there repeatedly I would see all these lists like the top 10, the top 7 by CareerBuilder and some of the leading internet sites. And so I tried to hone it down and kind of combine because they might be named a little differently, but they're basically the same skills. And of course, at the top of every list that I saw was communication. And then, of course, much as Anne's already mentioned, your enthusiastic attitude. You've got to be able to solve problems and be capable of critical thinking. And above all, of course, flexibility. And your time management is crucial. You have to work well under pressure. They're just a myriad, but they're anywhere in the range from about seven to a dozen of these recognized soft skills that turn up repeatedly. So, Anne, um, while we're on this topic, can you give some examples of personal soft skills? 
Well, I, I was having a hard time trying to define between personal and recognized soft skills, but I'm going to take a shot here. To me, the personal soft skills would be your habits, whether you come to work late or if you're on time, your habits as far as working in the office, your social graces, I mean, how you behave with clients. Are you friendly? Do you get along with people? Are you compatible? Also, when you're working with clients, use the appropriate language. I know in our area of law, we use acronyms all the time, and I'm sure other people do too. And if you're working with people, you have to know how to adapt your language to the people so you're not spewing out words that don't make any sense to them. So you need to adjust that. You also have to earn the confidence of clients. Paralegals who assume that they know everything and that they have the updated skills, they're actually putting their heads in the sand. Today, to be successful, you have to have excellent people skills and excellent communication skills, as Beth said. And with those two skills alone, you will be in very high demand. Well, the interesting part about this is you don't learn soft skills when you're getting your education in your paralegal program, for instance. So, but Beth, how, you know, are these soft skills just innate abilities or can they be learned? I think a little of both, Vicki. Because all of us are human beings, warm, compassionate, on the the most side. I mean, we're all caring. We uh, try to be very compassionate, and we try to be sympathetic, understanding, calm. All those attributes that we want, all those soft skills, those innate abilities. Some people, obviously, are more geared in that direction than others. I've heard it say, although it sounds very sexist, that typically these are feminine skills or traits or behaviors. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that assessment, but we're all entirely capable of learning these skills. I always say they're just common sense, basic beliefs. If you sit and think about everything and you ever learned in kindergarten, I always think of that old book, uh, um, you know, everything I needed to know I learned in kindergarten. You do. You, you share. You cooperate. You don't bully anyone. I think these abilities can be not only learned, but even strengthened through time and experience. And and I think another one is, I always think of the Girl Scout model, always be prepared. And if that's true, and I think it is, if you're always prepared, you're always going to do a good job. Well, I noticed, I'm just thinking back here as I'm talking to you, and when I, from when I got my first job and some of my abilities with the clients and on the phone and, and that kind of thing, while I had the basic, obviously basic skills to be polite and that kind of thing, I got more comfortable with those soft skills as I got more experience. So I think that while we may have the basics, just as you said, Beth, the, the time and the experience really does make a difference, which is why I think that when people are applying for jobs, the prospective employer should be sure to look at the person who's come in and perhaps a more experienced paralegal will have the soft skills that are really needed. Do you agree with that? I do agree with that. And if they have time, they should listen to Beth's presentation that she did last year and they're also doing in January. It's about preparing for the job market. And I think, Beth, you do cover soft skills a little bit in there, too. Yes, and I'll kind of address something towards the end of our conversation today. I'll be a little ahead of our schedule, but we're going to have another webcast, a free webinar produced by NALA in January, and we're going to concentrate a lot on those soft skills, 
what we called our topic in our presentation last January was how to survive in the law office culture. That was just a portion of that entire presentation. And we're really going to expand that because as I began to research this topic that we're talking about today about the soft skills and just talking with some younger attorneys and paralegals in my area, my local area, who are struggling to find employment right now, and they're saying, I was number two in my class. And I thought, yes, and you've got the personality of a stick. You've got to, well, I mean, you're just not harsh, but you're rigid and you're unapproachable. And I would think clients might not really relate to that. They wouldn't respond to that. And that's not just in the pro bono area. That's in every area of law. And on the Internet especially, they're discussing these topics and they're saying, you have to be the total package or at least be approaching that total package. You can have certificates and credentials, but if you cannot communicate, what use is it? Unless you're going to be holed up in a small office doing research and never see the light of day. I agree with that. And I just want to give a little plug here for the book that I wrote, uh, co-authored with Charles C. Smith Diaz. And it's The Professional Paralegal, A Guide to Finding a Job and Career Success that's available at Amazon, and they have a special price going on right now. And in that book, we covered soft skills. We covered the things, and this is just what you're getting at, the things that we think everyone should know when they start working, and they're not the things that you're always taught in the paralegal program. Okay, you guys hold that thought. It's time to take a short break for a word from our sponsors, NALA, the Association of Legal Assistance Paralegals, and also ServeNow, a nationwide network of trusted pre-screened process servers. And when we come back, we'll continue our discussion about soft skills with Ann L. Atkinson, ACP, and Beth Nellis, ACP. So don't go away. NALA means professional. NALA offers classroom and web-based continuing education and professional development for all paralegals. And NALA's certified paralegal credential has been a gold standard of professionalism for over 30 years. More than 15,000 paralegals have this certification, and nearly 2,000 have achieved the demanding advanced certified paralegal. NALA works actively with others in the legal field to promote the value of paralegals and to advance paralegal professionalism. See more about why NALA means professional at www.nala.org. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry. Connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm your host, Vicki Voison, and today we're spotlighting soft skills with my guests, Anne L. Atkinson, ACP, and Elizabeth H. Beth Nellis, ACP. And I call her Beth, so I'm, I'm hoping that's okay. Oh, please do. Okay. And I know that NALA recognizes the importance of soft skills. So what I'd like to know, Anne, is what is the association doing to help paralegals improve their soft skills? 
Well, I would think the biggest thing they're doing right now is the LEAP class, and that's L-E-A-P. It stands for Leadership Enhancement and Preparation. This class is offered once a year, and it offers various topics for the purpose of developing soft skills that support paralegals' growth and their goals. We talk about developing a culture of trust, and that's something you cannot learn in paralegal school. It teaches you how to have a leadership vision and mission. And we study the book, Seven Measures of Success of Remarkable Associations. And I think that's one thing we haven't mentioned here is people should read. They should read all kinds of books and keep up with everything. That, to me, is sort of a soft skill because you have to keep up with what's going on in the world. But the leadership books will help you understand what you need to do to develop into a good leader. And also public speaking. We work on public speaking with Vicki Kuntz. Nowhere else can you learn these leadership skills, and NALA offers this opportunity. Uh, We also have NALA Campus Live, which offers recognizable hard skills, but the soft skills, we do have some areas that talk about the iPad or judgment and legal analysis or social media outlets and how to find information uh, using paralegals as jury consultants. And these can be found in the facts and findings inside the cover, and they will start up again in the spring. They've just finished their fall quarter. Right. And my class time management for paralegals is also would be a soft skill. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad you mentioned NALA Campus Live because they're, I think we're up to 60 classes now. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also have to tell you that as I go out and speak and I meet people who've been accepted into the LEAP program because it isn't just uh, everybody can join, you have to apply and be accepted. They are so excited. And after they've finished it, they're so pleased with what they learned. Uh, and so I'm, I think that is really a valuable program. And I think all of this information is available at NALA's website. Is that right? It is. And what the final thing that they do is they have to prepare a presentation and they have to get up in front of the membership and give their presentation, which goes to your public speaking skills. Right. Okay. Beth, I want to know from you exactly how paralegals can effectively utilize soft skills, both in their professional and their personal lives. Thanks, Vicki. I'm going to echo a little bit of what Ann's touched on, especially with the LEAP program, because I've been fortunate enough, uh, I'm in my third year on the Professional Development Committee, and we oversee that program. And we act as mentors to our what we call the LEAPsters. And I have urged everyone who's even vaguely interested to apply for the program and participate in it because those skills that you learn and develop in the course of that program, just as those that Anne has already mentioned, are instrumental to me in effectively utilization of, of my soft skills. Unfortunately, I did not participate in the LEAP program. I took another avenue, but I have often said I should go back and revisit that because I think those skills that you learn or maybe not even learn, maybe you just expand upon them or you develop or or sharpen them a little bit, those are the ones that are going to be crucial in your professional and your personal lives. You know, the first thing that comes to my mind, of course, always is communication. And if you can't communicate, um, I, I just don't see how you could survive, either personally or professionally. And, of course, that's one of the top soft skills. And if you can communicate, you can convey your enthusiastic attitude. 
you can use your critical um, thoughts, your judgment to, to solve problems. And just so many avenues, I think just being able to speak publicly in front of a group, you overcome that fear or that defeatism or the concept that possibly you're just a person that has a vast amount of knowledge, but you just can't convey it. You can't transfer it or share it with others. So those are things that would really enhance and effectively utilize those soft skills that you've acquired through your experiences. I think that just the time management skills, that's every aspect of everyone's life. Everyone has a job. They have a family. They have recreational activities they like to do. If you are a good time manager, you can juggle all those balls up in the air. Everybody says, well, they don't teach these soft skills in any of the programs, but I think the LEAP program, they do. I I really do think that they emphasize these traits that we need so desperately, these abilities. You're absolutely right. And the other thing that Ann mentioned earlier was reading. Pay attention to what other people are saying, for instance, on this program. And when you read your professional journals and things like that, watch and see what other people are doing. The other thing that I'm going to throw out here for just a second, I'd like for you to to address this, is the fact that you can have a fabulous resume. You know, you can send that in and go for your interview, but if your soft skills don't come across in the interview, it's not going to do you any good to have this beautiful resume. So do you agree with that, Beth? Yes, and another angle that I'd like to talk about is listening skills. Because just as Ann said, uh, reading, I think listening, I would couple listening and reading together because I and part of a, a NALA campus live presentation, The Art and Science of Witness Interviews. And in that, we emphasize to everyone that they should listen. Even these fluff pieces on TV these, or on the radio, if you have commute time and everybody, you see them all over everywhere with the little earbuds, and I'm assuming they're listening to music or whatever, but you could be listening to interviews. These are the experts. I mean, the news anchors. I even watch the weather for little nuances to see and how they segue into different segments. And I've picked up a lot of tips just watching, you know, what we used to just say, oh, that's just mindless entertainment. Well, to an extent, perhaps, but I think you can really pick up some usable information. I agree with that. And you can also learn from just their their body language, how they're doing that. That's really important. And you can kind of mimic some of these people in what you're doing. There are some positive outcomes of possessing excellent soft skills. I'd like for both of you to address that. And Anne, could you start? Sure. And I, what I'd like to do is tell my story. I started, as Beth said, I, we both started as secretaries. But after about five years, I really wanted to be a paralegal, and the department head promoted me, but he didn't have a clue as to what I would be doing. So I spent about the first two years just going out and selling myself, saying, I can do this, I can do this, and little by little, the work started coming in. And Well, this is because I had those soft skills. I could go meet with people, and then I did the work, and it was excellent, so they would come back again. So I sort of built my own little job just having the soft skills. And this can go a long ways to advancing your career and giving you recognition among your peers and in the law firm because you can be included in meetings. The attorneys will recognize your talents. They include you on business lunches. 
conference calls, and they give you more responsibility, and it increases your visibility in the firm or the company in which you work. I like that. What do you think about that, Beth? Oh, I couldn't agree more. Ann has really nailed it, and that's exactly my sentiments. Just like Ann, I was a legal secretary, and fortunately, some attorneys that I was working with recognized that when clients would call in, or even they would call in from out of the office, that I was able to communicate and if there was a small, I, we used to say it, we were fighting fires. You know, there's always some crisis back at the office when your attorney is away. And that I would figure it out and use my critical thinking, and then I would be able to solve the problem. So at that time, I worked at Legal Aid, which had not been picked up by the Legal Services Corporation. This was way back. And we were just kind of a bunch of misfits and old hippies that ran this law office. But... All of a sudden, Legal Services Corporation in D.C. recognized out there in Oklahoma they needed some organization, so they picked us up. And I was able to create an intake counselor position. Up until that time, the receptionist would field the calls, or if someone walked into our office, which was more common, it was just kind of a helter-skelter, you know, line up and see if somebody could take a few minutes to talk with you situation. So I was able to create that position, and then later to be advanced to the point that I was training people to answer questions on the phone, do the triage, so to speak, or the people that would come in. Because in that area of law, in the pro bono area, so much of it is beyond crisis stage. It's, it's just down to the last minute. So you really had to be flexible and utilize a lot of those soft skills because people came in just highly charged, very emotional, distraught, sometimes dangerous. I mean, one of my most early recollections of my work there, I was still in the intake before I went on through the paralegal division. A gentleman came in with a small boy, and he drew a gun on me because he was that upset. Now, if you don't have some kind of negotiating skills or mediation or persuasive, gentle persuasive, whatever you want to label it, You know, some people would have panicked and probably been shot in the back as they ran down the hall. But fortunately for me, I was able to calm him till we could get the authorities in and and control the situation. So I just am really grateful for these skills that I've been given. It's enabled me to pursue my professional goals and my passion. And as I said, I've been in some highly sensitive, emotionally charged positions because of these soft skills that I possess. I have an example that I want to throw in. And when we go to trial and, you know, you come back to the office after you've been in trial for the day and you talk about what happened and what you're going to do the next day, I would come in and they were all the attorneys were sitting around and one of them finally said, when you walk in the room, the tension goes down. And I think that that's that calming, that calming soft skill that we can bring that sometimes takes the tension out of the air and says, okay, you know, this is what we have to do. This is how we're going to do it. Not that I was telling them how to run their trial, but I just think that that's something that we can, that we can bring. I agree with you. I, I think there is one attorney that is very uptight and very hyper, and she just makes everybody else feel like, you know, they don't want to work with her. But when she comes in to talk to me, I'm just very calm and easygoing. And I think that comes across to her, and then she sort of calms down a little bit. But I've learned that over the years. That's nothing anybody taught me. Well, you do. You have to learn what each person needs, too, because they're not all the same. Those are such testaments to both of you and your personality, such complementary 
remarks, and I'm just thinking, uh, in the old days, I always felt like there were certain attorneys that when a woman came into the room, a paralegal who was calm and professional, that they acted a little bit better. Their their behavior improved. They weren't quite as vicious, possibly, to the opposition or, or maybe even underhanded in some cases. Those are all really good points. And I'd like to know how listeners can get more information about NALA. Is it possible to speak with someone at NALA headquarters if they have questions? Oh, for sure. People uh, all over the country recommend calling headquarters because you always get an answer. You can talk to Marge Dover, who's our executive director. You could talk to Marie Greninger, who's sort of second in command there. The phone number there is 918-587-6828, or you can email if you would like to, and then you can also go to the website at NALA.org, and there's just all kinds of information there that might even answer the questions that you would have for people to save a phone call. Right, and that's a very user-friendly website I have found. So mm-hmm. thanks, Anne. And Beth, do you have more information about NALA's program regarding soft skills that you're going to be doing in January, I believe? Uh, yes, thank you, Vicki. Uh, as a matter of fact, on January the 16th, 2014, at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, I'll be participating in another free NALA webinar. And this is going to be part two of the Professional Identity Project, and we've entitled this section Reality Check. As I said earlier, it will focus primarily on soft skills, those you need to survive in the law office, and we'll expand some of our other subcategories that we've touched on before because also in our Arts and Sciences of Witness interviews on NALA Campus Live, and that one's scheduled for March of 2014, we always touch on interviewing and how you should dress, the impression you want to make because, you know, you've got to get your foot in the door to begin with, things like that. But we're really excited about this second tier or level of the Professional Identity Project. You know, what I like about your Professional Identity Project is that the cost is right, which is free, and it's also available to everyone, not just NALA members. So that is a a terrific service that you have going there. Well, I thank you both for joining me today. It's always great to to talk with old friends. And I know that your tips about soft skills are going to be really helpful to listeners. So I urge everyone to go to nala.org, N-A-L-A dot org, for more information. So thanks again, you two. You've done a great job. Well, thank you very much, Vicki. It was, it was fun. Thank you, Vicki. It's just been a real pleasure. And to get to visit with Anne as well. Thank you. So let's take another short break now. Don't go away, because when I come back, I'm going to have some practice tips for you. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. Welcome back to The Paralegal Voice. This is the point in the show when I share news and practice tips with you. The only news I have is that I did speak to the members of NALA's newest affiliate, which is the Great Lakes Paralegal Association, located here in Michigan. I did that last Wednesday, and my topic was ethics in the age of technology. And it was fun to meet with all of these people who are so enthusiastic about their new, their new affiliate and the ability to get this continuing education. 
Now, my practice tip for today refers to the ABCs, which should sound very basic. But what I'm talking about are your plan A, plan B, and plan C. Whenever you're working on a project, you always have a plan A. You know, how it's going to be done, when you're going to finish, all of that kind of thing. But in the legal profession, there are always unforeseen circumstances that can blow your plan A right out of the water. So what you need to do is think about, as you're working on your project, the what if. What if this doesn't work or that doesn't work? Or, you know, just, just plan ahead because you you can have some circumstances that you know might happen. And that's your plan B. Always have a plan B. Always have a backup plan. And you also might need a plan C if your plan B doesn't work. But if you don't have those backup plans in place, you're going to have an issue when your plan A doesn't work. And believe me, we've all had the time when that didn't work. That's all the time we have today for the Paralegal Voice. If you have questions about today's show, please email them to Vicki, V-I-C-K-I, at paralegalmentor.com. And also, don't forget to check out my blog, paralegalmentorblog.com, and the resources available at paralegalmentor.com. They've all been designed to help you move your career in the right direction, and that's forward. This is Vicki Voison thanking you for listening to the Paralegal Voice and reminding you to make your Paralegal Voice heard. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to The Paralegal Voice, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join Vicki Voisin for her next podcast on issues and trends affecting paralegals and legal assistants. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Som. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.